Before we get started today, did you know that both of us are trained and experienced coaches ready to work alongside you as you unlock your full potential? At Thrive in the Hive, our focus is on empowering moms and dads just like you. By exploring the core drivers in your everyday decisions, we'll work together to raise your awareness and harness your power to consciously choose how you show up for your parenthood. Imagine yourself with complete confidence and clarity in who you are. Imagine yourself equipped to seize life by the horns, creating limitless opportunities and recognizing limitless potential for you and your family. Message us to set up a free discovery call. Happy thriving! Hi everyone, we're Brianna and Suzanne, two teacher moms who are passionate about helping you create a home environment where your family truly thrives. We're here to help you with anything from setting up your family goals and the perfect physical space in your home to managing school expectations and parent-teacher conferences and everything in between. Whatever the unique needs of your family, we're here to help you get set up for success. Thank you for joining us today as we explore another topic to help you thrive in your hive. Welcome back to another episode of Thrive in the Hive. Hey guys, thanks for joining us today. We are going to talk about teaching financial literacy for our families because every single person on the planet has to learn financial literacy in order to make money, spend money, (laughs) exist, buy food, put a roof over their heads. And I think that in this world of like swiping credit cards, it's hard. It's such an intangible thing money. Recently, as an end of the school year gift, someone gave me some cash. And so I had cash in my wallet and I just don't often have cash. I use a credit card, even though in our family, it's very important to us to pay off our credit card every month. We use it to like accrue points. So we have miles to travel or whatever. And we use the benefits. My husband's really good about like staying on top of all of that and knowing which credit cards we should use for what. And like, he'll text me, okay, for these three months, use the (laughs) discover card for X, Y, and Z. I, I have a little sticky note in my wallet to tell me what credit cards to use. But I used cash the other day and what was I doing? Oh, we stopped and got ICs on the way home from camp the other day and we went to a little park and we had a little icy picnic and it was just so fun. fun. But I paid cash and my kids, it was like I just did something crazy. They were like, was it hard to part with it? No, really, not at all for me. Yeah, no, not at all. But I just had this (laughs) cash and I was like, let me just use it because I don't want to have to go to the bank to deposit I mean, it was icy. It was yeah. like four dollars. It wasn't even. But my kids were like, "You paid money for that? <laughs> paid money for?" That. And then, because they don't know yeah. because it's just a card. Exactly. And that's why I ask you because, like, for me, it is a very different feeling for me when I swipe the debit card or credit card versus when I pay with cash. Like paying with cash, I will think twice about buying something more than you know what I mean. Like I just I don't know why I feel and like for me it's almost the opposite. For me, I feel like I'm spending more money when I'm using cash than when I use my like my debit card. Oh, for me it's, it's almost so the opposite. Yeah. The cash I know I have it. Uh-huh. And I, I don't know, there's like this mental thing of like I said, I don't use cash a whole lot, but like I know I have it so I feel better about spending it. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you put it on a credit card, it's like coming out of an account somewhere. I don't know. I think I have a job and I make money and I think it goes into this account. But yeah, that little comment, you're gonna use money? Like, and so then we had this whole conversation during our little park picnic, like, 
every time we buy something, we use money. Every time we get gas, we use money. Every time we go to our restaurant, we use money. It's just that usually it's a credit card. So then we had this whole conversation, which is kind of what inspired this podcast today. Yeah. Um, cause we had this whole conversation of like, what happens when you swipe your credit card? What happens when you have a job? Because sometimes they'll want something. <laughs> this can <laughs> totally tie back into our, I don't even have a cool mom podcast. <laughs> cause when I tell them, well, you get a job and you pay for that thing. Or did you bring your wallet? And they're like, you don't need that much money or uh, like how much money is that? Oh, that's not that much money, but they don't have any concept, zero concept of how much money that is. So we're trying to just kind of, after that comment about you're going to use money for that. I was like, okay, we need to talk about this because I feel like it's like a, it's a thing. I remember in teaching the various grade levels that I've taught over the last few years, the hardest concepts to teach are time and money, like telling time okay. on a clock. That's not like a digital clock. Right. Like with one that has the hands. Exactly. That around. Yes. Exactly. That's so hard. And then counting money because we don't count money anymore. By and large, we use a credit card or a debit card or writing a check is even kind of a thing of the past yeah. at this point. I mean, I, I write checks still, but it's, but it's not, not, not often. like, not like when I was younger. I mean, right. Yeah. Yeah. Balancing a checkbook is kind of a thing mm-hmm. in the past. So. But these are skills like that they still need to be able to do. They need to be able to count money, even though they're not doing it every day. So I used to always say that like after my first year of teaching and I saw how hard it was for kids to count money mm-hmm. and tell time on like parent information night, I'd be like, okay, listen, <laughs> we're going to learn a lot this year, but time and money, please. That's real life. Like you've got money in your purse. Like I always, I have some coins and right. some dollar bills in my purse, even though I'm not usually spending that. Mm-hmm. Like let's pull it out and let's count it. Let's get some fake money from the dollar store. I bought recently a pouch of fake money from the dollar store and then they can just practice with it and get used to using it. Start with being able to identify the coins, being able to identify the bills. Obviously the bills say the numbers on them, but like, Oh, this is a dollar bill, a $1 bill. This is a five. This is a nickel, whatever. And just helping them to develop that financial literacy of identifying the money, understanding where generally where money comes from, Mm -hmm. how we earn money, then how do we budget? There are like so many conversations we can have about this. How do we make sure that we have enough money? How do we make sure that we're planning? So like, if I want to do this big thing, how can I get there? Like how, what do I need to do? Do I need to save money a little bit every month? Like, what is it? Do I need to do something extra to earn extra money? Mm -hmm. I've been on this little, um, I set a goal to, I think I might've mentioned this on a previous podcast, but I set a goal about a month ago at the time of this recording to try to sell $50 worth of stuff out of my house every week of like on Facebook marketplace, yeah. I go and I post and I have met the goal almost every single week. And then there have been a few weeks where I go a little bit over 50. And so my, I wanted to average out. Right. right? And so it's not going to go on forever. Cause hopefully I'm going to run, gonna run out of stuff to sell. And that's the goal. So now my kids will feel like I'm going to sell this toy. That's like a ripped up old ratty toy for $50. And I'm like, that's not how it works, but I appreciate your effort. That's so cute. I'm waiting for all the to be like, I'm going to sell my brother so that I, can. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think it's cute that they're listening and they're paying attention. And I, and I want to set them up for success in that way. I want them to understand that when you use a credit card, you've got to be able to pay the credit card off. Otherwise this happens and it's all age appropriate and developmentally appropriate, but they've got to understand that. And as they get older, I think you can include them into more and more of the conversations Mm -hmm. at this point our kids know how much money we make they know how much our mortgage is they know how much 
the car payment is. They're very aware because we want them to understand you're about to go to college. In three years, you're going to be out of college and Alex is going to go to school in the UK. So he only has to go to school for three years over there. In, in England, it's a three-year program instead of a four-year program. Right. And so I'm thinking in three years, he's going to be graduating and hopefully he'll have a job and he needs to know how much money he needs to make and how, so my parents were making this much money so they could afford this type of house, but I'm going to be making that much money, all the proportions of it, making that budget, how much can your apartment cost? How much can your car cost? Like all that kind of stuff. We really showed them all of that. And it also helps when they ask for things like, Oh, we turned 16. Are you going to buy us a car? No, you're going to use the family car or whatever you're going to do. Or, you've had a job so you can contribute to that or you can pay for the gas or whatever, like giving them these experiences. But our kids are very realistic about what they ask for because they know our finances. I've never kept all of that a secret from mm -hmm. them because I wanted them to know like they can't ask for this or that because they know we're not going to spend money on that. Right. You know, like, and also that goes back to priorities. Exactly. Like, our priorities are travel. I would rather drive an older car and go on a nice and go vacation, on a nice vacation right. or go on multiple average vacations or whatever, because mm -hmm. I'd rather spend my money there. Right. And that's where your priorities that's are. That's where my pri our priorities are. So. Yes. But I always tell them, you cannot go to the backyard and pick the money off the tree. Like it's not growing. Like money doesn't grow on trees, yeah. kids. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. I wish it did. There's just only so much to go around. So we're going to look at what we want to do on a monthly basis, on a yearly basis. And sometimes we have those conversations as a family as well. Like, what do we want to do? Right. What do we want to cut out yeah. so we can afford so we can, things? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or like you were saying, like, let's say we want to go on a fabulous vacation. So what are we going to do to make the extra money? Or what are we going to cut out so that we can save money faster? Mm -hmm. You know, like, like, like we could go out to eat tonight and spend a hundred dollars or we can stay home and eat sandwiches because I haven't gone to the grocery store. <laughs> um, and, but then that's like a hundred dollars to go towards the vacation or whatever. Right. So like that's a lot faster. We'll be able to go away. And depending on how you're feeling that day, it's like, yeah, let's, let's just stay home. Let's have mac and cheese or whatever. <laughs> right. Right. Or, you know, I think when you take that approach and they see it, you can even do like to teach this idea of financial literacy, have some kind of visual, mm -hmm. like you could like have, have a little chart or a money oh, yeah. jar or whatever, whatever yeah. where you're filling in. I'm thinking in our world where it's usually not the physical cash. Yeah. You might have like, you see those fundraiser things where it's like a, a oh, bar yeah. graph and they fill right. in, Oh, we've raised $10,000. We've raised $20,000. Uh -huh. We're not on that scale with our vacations, but <laughs> yeah, like we're at right. Exactly. Yeah. $75, $50, whatever. I love that idea. I love yeah. that idea of just having like, maybe you have this chart in your kitchen or maybe you only bring it out when it's just your family. Cause you don't want it on display for the world, whatever. Figure out something that works for you, but show them like, okay, this is our plan. Mm -hmm. This is what we're all working toward. These are some of the things we're going to do. We're not going to eat out four nights a week. We're going to eat out one, one night a week. A week. Yeah. Or when we see the ice cream truck passing, this is a big thing for us right now. And um, when we see the ice cream truck passing, we're not going to ask if we can go get ice cream every single time. Sometimes, sure. Yeah. But every single time, sometimes I want my kids to understand, hey, I'm not going to even ask for it today. Yeah. Not every time. We don't have to deny ourselves, but like just having that awareness. And so I think that that's a great strategy to try thinking about that, like, you know, almost like that fundraiser bar mentality. Too, like, yeah. right. You're, you, you've got this goal. We're going to save a thousand dollars or whatever. And as soon as we get to it, we're going to go away for the weekend or 
the week or how whatever it's going to be. I'm just making up numbers, by the way. You can see that going towards it. And let's say you want to go faster. Well, then we say, then we, instead of eating out four times a week, we don't eat out at all. And then, like that money shows up, like yeah. it gets there mm-hmm. so fast. Mm-hmm. And then they reach the goal and they, and then you go and you have to do the fun thing. Right. So Your hard work awesome. paid off. Yeah. And they see that, but mm-hmm. say that literally that payoff. So that's one idea when teaching financial literacy, I already brought up the idea of play money, having that available to them so they can count it. They can feel it. They can touch it. And there are so many games you can Google coin counting games. When I taught second grade, I had all these little piggies like little pictures of pigs and they would have different amounts of money on them. And the kids had to basically put the money in the piggy bank and they would count out the money and they would put it in a stack next to the pig to match the amount. But you can do things like that at home, write it on a sticky note, write out 35 cents on a sticky note and then 75 cents and a dollar 50 and let them count out those amounts. I used to do like go shopping type of things in our house and I would get like a pen and put 25 cents on it. Yeah. Like I get things out and I make a store. Yeah. I make a little store and I'm like, Hey, you have $5. What can you buy? Like how much can you buy? What combination? And then make them make change for each other right. and that kind of stuff. And all of that is teaching them so much with, yeah. with, with the money, how to count it, how to recognize it, how to make the change and budgeting as well. Right. You can't buy everything on the table with your $5. So, right. And like scenarios too, like, You've got to eat for three days, so what are you going to do? What can you get from this table for the $10 or whatever to feed you for three Mm -hmm. days? They're fun. It makes them think and problem solve as well. Right, and when you're doing it like that at home, you can use real money. Just grab your wallet and let them play with that and then put it back up afterwards. My in-laws have some really great ideas with teaching my husband and his brothers about money and financial literacy that were like foreign to me when I first heard about what they did. And every parent has their own approach to these ideas. And I might not have all the details of this correct, but I know like my husband had this notebook when he was little and he would have to, it was like balancing a checkbook. He had to record his spendings in this notebook and put, you know, like the item and the amount. They had some kind of system worked out. Like when they got into high school, I believe, and like I said, I might have some of these details mixed up, but I believe my in-laws would basically write my husband and his brothers each a check And this was your check. Like this is, you needed to pay your tuition out of this money. You needed to pay for sports or whatever out of this money. And so it taught them that idea of like, okay, this is how much you're working with. This is your budget. Uh These are your items that are non-negotiable. Like you're spending, like you have have, have to pay for school you have to pay for gas. Exactly. And then, so then you have, you know, let's, okay, you want to go out with your girlfriend? How much money do you have left up? Oh, we're to go out with your girlfriend, like that kind of thing. And that wasn't the approach that my parents took. My parents taught it in just a different way and it worked Mm -hmm. and it was fine. But I thought that that was a good, tangible way of allowing them to sort of manage money in a very controlled environment. Exactly. So when they get out and have to really do it on their own, they already know how to do it. Because Mm -hmm. I think when you first get out of college and you have your first job, If you haven't, if your parents haven't been teaching you all of this stuff in their own way, it can be so difficult for people. And then they get into debt and they overspend. Right. Like, oh, I'm making a thousand dollars a month, so I can spend eight hundred dollars on an apartment. No, there's no no way, right? Like, you got to think of all the things that you're going to have to pay for. Plus, you've got to have extra because something's going to happen. Like. You're going to get sick and you're going to have to pay the copay at the doctor or you're going to, you know, break a bone and you're going to have surgery or get a flat tire, a car, your car's going to break down or you're going to get a speeding ticket. I mean, like there's something happens every month. Mm-hmm. There's an unexpected expense, even before you have kids, even when you're just single and you're living alone, 
If you're living and breathing, something's yeah. going to come up. Yeah. So you've got to always have that cushion as well. So I think that's so cool. I really like the fact that in the beginning they made them, your husband write everything down. Cause I also think when you physically write down, like I just spent $5 at Starbucks and if you do that like every day and you look at it, it's one thing to like log into your bank account and see it coming out. But when you write it down, you see it on a piece of paper and you yeah. think, holy cow, that's $5 times seven days, $35 a week I'm spending on Starbucks or whatever. Right. You go, maybe I don't need to do that. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I, this is my treat and I love it. And yes, I need to do it, but I can save money somewhere else. Right. What and is my priority? Look yeah. at everything you spend in a day and, and think, gosh, do I really need to spend all of this money every day or every week or every month. Like where can I cut costs? But like you're accountable when you write it down. Right. Instead of just like logging in and looking at it electronically. I think there's a disconnect there when it's electronic for me. Mm -hmm. That's why I was getting back to like when it's just swiping the card, there's this disconnection for me when I actually physically have the cash in my hand and I have to hand it over. I'm like, I don't think I really want to buy that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's something that all of us are dealing with today. And that, and I think that's why it's even more crucially important today that we teach this financial literacy. Cause think about it. If your kids are getting out of college and getting their first full-time job and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I think a lot of kids work during the summers during high yeah. school and college and stuff. But like we're talking when Suzanne was saying their first job, she meant like their first, like, like big boy job, yeah. big girl job. Like you're on um, your own yeah. now. <laughs> um, here are all your bills. If that is really their first experience with Wait, you have to you have to pay with real money <laughs> and not just this piece of plastic. It's going to be hard, mm -hmm. and there is going to be debt involved because it's just it's not something that they can learn overnight. It's something they need to be learning throughout life. Another idea is incorporate an allowance. You could give them an allowance every week. Some a lot of people have different ideas about this. Maybe an allowance is something that you just give them. I'm more a proponent of like they have to earn the allowance by doing certain things, certain like above and beyond chores, whatever your system is, whatever you're comfortable with, allowing them the opportunity to make some money so that not a huge amount of money. They don't need a lot of money like a little bit of money so that they can practice with saving. And we've been experimenting with that the last couple of months. My kids have their chore charts and there are certain chores that are like my above and beyond chores that they can make a little bit of money on. I'm noticing the different styles of my two boys. Amelia is not included in this yet because she's two and she's just, we're not there yet. But Eli, my oldest one is more like, I'm going to save my money. And Wyatt is like, money, let's go spend it. Like, which I, I just appreciate both forms. Cause I'm very much so like, let's live life today, but I'm also like, let's say, but I just, I, I love watching them. And then like, they have these little conversations and Eli's like, Wyatt, like you should save your money for this. And Wyatt's basically like the world can end tomorrow. I'm going to spend it all today. But it's just funny. And, and they, they are meeting each other in the middle. I talked to a couple of um, episodes ago about the poppets. Yeah. And they both came to that conclusion that they should save and wait for tomorrow when they can actually get what they wanted. So they're learning and it's just so fun to watch. I love that. We have done so many different things when it comes to like allowance and stuff with our kids. When they were younger, it was the same thing. Like we paid them for the chores, especially the above and beyond. If they power washed the driveway or something, they would, they'd get like a nice little chunk of money. But the normal vacuuming, dusting, dusting whatever, just eh, maybe we'd give them a little bit. And then when they got older, like middle school, high school, and school started to be more of the priority. And we really were like, we want you focused more on academics and less time worrying about making money at home, that kind of thing. So we would just say, like, if you want to, if you need money to go out, we'll just, we'll give you a $20 or whatever. We'll give you what you need. But 
they, we always told them like, save your money, save your money when you get for when you get older, because you don't know what you're going to want to do. And we're not necessarily going to fund everything that you want to do. Mm -hmm. And they've had the opportunity through school and like through organizations that they've been involved in to go on some pretty fabulous trips. Like Liliana got to go to the Galapagos Islands through the zoo crew thing. And Alex got to go on like model United Nations trips all over the world in high school. We were not going to fund all of those. Mm -hmm. Like, we were, if you want to go, that's fine, but you're going to have to find a way to at least fund half your trip, minimum, sometimes three quarters of your trips, because it was constant. Like Model United Nations, there were like three trips a year. Like we're not going to, you know, we're not right. going to send you all over the place. You've had some skin in the game. Mm-hmm. It was our philosophy on that one. So like he had a power washing business. Alex started his own power washing business and cause he knew. And like in Boy Scouts as well, you know, all the summer camps and all that kind of stuff. We would definitely help pay for those things because we were trying to support him in Boy Scouts. But his troops sold popcorn and these coupon books. And he would go around and then he's, he said, I'm going to fund myself through Boy Scouts. Like he made that his mission. He's like, it's expensive, the summer camps and all that kind of stuff. And he would knock on like everybody in the neighborhood's door. He would sell hundreds of dollars of popcorn and sell hundreds of dollars of those coupon books. And he pretty much funded his way through Boy Scouts. Like mm-hmm. we paid very little for him. And I was so appreciative of that. We didn't make him do that, but we do make them pay at least half of any of these school trips that they right. might go on. And then they work for it. Like Liliana babysits. She does whatever she can as well to make money to to help fund the things that she wants to do. Right. We don't make them pay the whole thing, but we make them have skin in the game, but it helps them appreciate it too. Mm -hmm. They are much more appreciative of their experiences because they have put right. They've invested, invested into it instead of us just going, here you go, here you go, here you go all the time. Right. I love that idea. And, and like you said, having skin in the game, if, if everything just comes to them and they just have to swipe the plastic, but never have to work for it, it does bring things into focus. An idea for you is a challenge to have a cash only week for your family. This would be a really great, almost intensive course on financial literacy for your family. Sit down and be like, Hey, okay, we're only going to use cash this week. I actually, I stole this idea from a friend of mine who told me about it years ago and she'll do this sometimes where the whole family sits down. They plan on like, okay, this is our budget for the week. We're only using cash. When I go to the grocery store, I'm only going to have this amount of cash on me when I go to whatever. And so they do that and they have to, it's like a lot because they got a budget. They got to see like what, what, how much money do we have? How much money do we need to spend? What's our budget? What are we going to plan here? I've got to make sure I have this much cash on me here, Mm -hmm. uh, whatever it is. And so if you do that from time to time, A, it, it teaches about money and spending and saving, but it also teaches about counting money and awareness. I just, I like this idea because in our world where we are swiping the credit card all the time, it really helps to raise awareness of finances. Yeah, it just makes it tangible. Exactly. You really see it. And it's a family affair at that yeah. point. Everybody gets involved and you're part of the team. Right. You're all working together and learning. I like that. It's a great idea. Yeah. Maybe you will even have, I just, just came up with this on the fly just now, but maybe you even have a chart at home mm-hmm. and you have a little brief five minute family meeting at night of like, what did everybody spend? Let's look at how much cash we have left. Let's put it up here. Yeah. You got so many like teachers moments. Left the teachers over. coming out. Yeah, maybe. I know, right? Yeah. Like whatever's left over, like, hey, we didn't spend all our money, so now we've got even more to go towards our little fundraising chart to right. for whatever we're working for, the trip or the thing we want to buy as a family or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. That's so cool. Love it. So I love this um, topic. I think the more we can teach our kids about money and financial literacy, the 
better they're they're going to be as adults, the easier life is going to be for them. For sure. And be on the lookout soon for a podcast along the same line of thought, but just helping families with budgeting that's in the works right now, like helping families to figure out what their financial priorities are so that they can live up to their priorities and live according to their priorities, but also live within their financial means, find ways to make more money if they're not able to live within their financial means by living up to their priorities. So be on the lookout for that. So our takeaway today is that kids need to understand what money is and truly get it. That when we buy something or go somewhere or eat at a restaurant or whatever, we actually have to have the cash to back it up. And your action item is pick one of the ideas we've brought up in this episode or come up with your own to increase your family's awareness of spending and money and just make it more of a team effort of like Suzanne said, having skin in the game, we have to have money to live. How are we going to use that money? How are we going to be good stewards of the money we have? All the things, money. Reach out to us if you have any questions about this topic. For something we use every single day throughout the day, it is something that gets thrown by the wayside a lot, like just teaching this idea of money. So reach out to us. My teacher hat is on right now, and I feel like I'm bursting with ideas. I want to like pull out my chalkboard and be like, let's sit down, class. So yeah, so reach out to us if you have any questions or would like some more information about this. Also, please share this episode with your family and friends. Share it on social media. We would love to get the word out there. Thank you so much for listening today, and we hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for being a part of our show today. If you enjoyed what you heard and would like to learn more about setting yourself up to thrive in your hive, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Also, check out our website at thriveinthehive.life. We can also be found on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We can't wait to talk with you again soon. Hi, listeners. Just a quick note that the views expressed in this podcast are solely the personal views of Brianna and Suzanne. They are not the viewpoints of any of the institutions that we may be affiliated with.